How's it going, bro? Uh, it's going good, Roger. Good morning. How are you? Mr. Pianchi, good morning. Well, I'm here. I'm here, as you can tell. Um, I'm awesome. here uh, in full force. Yeah, yeah. So, Pianchi, what did you hear uh, which disturbed you this morning, uh, my brother? Uh, Kelvin, we have uh, uh, Andy and uh, we're here. We're happy. I'm going to have some chat with him. Uh, but we're going to have uh, to cool down our brother here, Kelvin. Uh, there's something that disturbed mm-hmm. him. So go ahead, Pianchi. Uh, What's up, man? Well, I heard that uh, there's a drug problem in Zambia. Then I hear... Oh, that, I see. Yes, then I hear that uh, one of the drugs is marijuana, cannabis, mm-hmm. also known as hemp. Then I heard a word about illegal. You know, you can be put in jail. And Roger, you know, when you look at the economy and the lack of opportunities because no one has presented them to the young people, then I hear we talking about putting young people in jail because they are utilizing something that no one has showed them how to make it beneficial and prosperous. That's just wrong, Roger. Hemp. Marijuana cannabis is basically in the same family, and there are so many benefits for that product in the industrial use of it, not only in medicine, but just the industrial use of it, the fibers, for paper, the biomass, and and just recently I went to YouTube and seen some crude apparatuses that some individuals are doing on a small scale to derive a profit off of what is probably just growing wild on their property. So we have to do something, Roger. This is terrible. You can't start an industry off the backs of your children known as prisons. So Okay. Um Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I like that Kelvin. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, great, uh, Mr. Pianchi, and I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh uh, this situation is twofold. Uh, on the one hand, um, every government worldwide uh, tries to prevent, you know, uncontrolled access to these drugs because of the notion that uh, they disturb the mental faculty of those people that take these drugs. You see that um, uh, some people become violent, you know, things like that, uh, which to me, first of all, um, you know, needs a lot of research, basically, right? Uh, the second, uh, on the second hand, uh, Mr. Pianchi, you're very right. It's a lack of knowledge, right? It's a complete lack of knowledge of the benefits of these drugs. The focus is, well, these drugs are consumed uh, by people to, to get high. So if that's the tunnel vision of the benefits of these drugs, guess what? Uh, the majority of African nations will not benefit from this free, you know, these free growing plants. You see that? So what I would propose for for many African countries is that, look, uh, increase your knowledge, right? R- research more. There's, there's, there's already papers out there. People have done research. People, you know, have committed time to understand the, the benefits of these drugs, right? Uh, African nations must do that as well. 
The last thing I want to say is, Mr. Pianchi, in Africa, if a politician has not figured out uh, how he's going to benefit from anything, they will not support it. They will block it until they figure out how they can uh, get 40, 50, for benefit 40 to 50 percent from uh, that particular thing. So that, that's what's happening uh, in, in places like Zambia, for instance. Thank you. In the, in the local language, Bianchi, what uh, Kelvin is saying, the politician benefit, they call it ukuriamo. You understand, Bianchi? Yes. Ukuriamo. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Um, they have to have the share. They have to have the share, so they need to figure <laughs> out. They, they need. They need to set up. Dr. Patrick is a is a language student, a Zambian language student. So Kudiamo. Yes. <laughs> but Roger, yes. why do we have to go to the politician? <laughs> why come people, a group of people that can see the value, understand? and how to implement what's needed in order to turn this product into something useful. All the uses well, that I'm Bianca, looking at here, right? Do you go to the politician small, when you get ready to do maize? Zambia is a small country, 17 million uh, people. Uh, was it a, 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 who is this um, senator from uh from New Jersey is running for president, Booker. He says the majority of the black people are those who are using drugs. It was purely marijuana. We are talking about the United States, a civilized country, which has put a lot of its citizens um, in jail for using marijuana, Bianchi. You go to China, you can die in China. You can die if you are found with any kind of drug, including marijuana. You can die. So uh, I wouldn't be that. I'm very surprised to hear that Zambia sends uh, the young people to jail for um, uh, being in possession of marijuana. That is uh, not surprising. But as uh, Kelvin yeah. said, uh, people are getting educated. As we get educated, these things are not done in, in overnight, Pianki. But I think what... I think what it's going to, you know, like I said before, it's very disturbing to me. You have a politician now want to criminalize fossil fuels, but she, but the person is not going to be able to do it because the good that is derived out of fossil fuels across many spectrums. So if you are in the infancy state of criminalizing your use for utilizing something in the wrong way, and they don't understand, know, or have the skills on how to use it in the productive way, then the onus is going to be on us. It's not them. Somebody will make an industry. You say politicians like to get paid. Yes. If you have prisons, they're going to get paid. Yes. If you have hemp products that's being used for biomass and paper and other things, yes, they have a possibility of getting paid. But a greater good can come out of it. Even though Zambia is a small country, you can be a small country that's producing something of a large need and export it to those who want it. Good, good, good point, Bianchi. Good, good point, good point, Bianchi. The, the, this is to, 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 
to Kelvin's point and to come out from a different angle from what Kelvin was saying, our biggest problem, Pianchi, is law enforcement or lack of a rule of law. All, the, all these things that we're talking about where we can say, what do you call it, medicinal marijuana, that's a very fancy terminology in Zambia, if I may tell you that. They may not, they can do that, but they, who's going to enforce or control it or ensure that uh, the rules are what? It's, 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 it's. And the other point that I made in the earlier segment, you see, the other challenge we have back home is that you have individuals growing this thing in small scale or units, but they're in the hundreds or thousands. The Drug Enforcement Commission can't even cope or keep up with that. It's, it's, it's a brilliant idea, Pianchi. I agree with you. Our challenge is rule of law. We don't have respect for the rule of law. Well, you know, uh, Nathan, God gave you so much, oh. including youth. He gave you so much, including the youth, and we're using it in the wrong way. Yeah. That's true. Bianchi, as much as I would want to agree agree with you, I would not want to paint Zambia as being in the wrong for having laws uh, which regulate uh, uh, these these drugs. These drugs are dangerous. Marijuana is dangerous if not well regulated. Uh, I know my my cousin Msokotwane here will differ with me. But these, they, they, they can be dangerous if not Gasoline is dangerous mm-hmm. too, but you use it to put it in the Roger. tank of your car. You could be Roger. drinking it. Uh, y- y- yes, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. good, mo- good morning. Good morning, my brother. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. So, good. have you ever seen somebody? really drunk, uh, like intoxicated or spent after smoking marijuana, the way people get drunk with alcohol. You're saying it's a, it's a drug, and people people still argue that marijuana doesn't fall in the category of uh, what you would call a drug, you know? I, I'll give yes. you a personal uh, example uh, of... My experience with uh, marijuana. I was in grade ten. I was yes. in grade ten um, mm-hmm. back in Kitwe, and our houseboy, he used to smoke a lot of it. He was from Luapula. Mm-hmm. You know, people from Luapula. It's a stable <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> all right, all right. Skip that. Skip that. Go ahead. Okay, I, I skip that one. I, I didn't say that one. So th- this guy, <laughs> where he makes me smoke one time. He says, why don't yes. you try this? And I tried, uh-huh. I smoked. Within five yes. minutes, I found myself mm-hmm. climbing a tree, wanted to to get mango, I wanted to make yes. a car, I wanted yes. to do about <laughs> ten things in, yeah. in five minutes I wanted to do. When that marijuana <laughs> went off my brain, if it were, I'm sorry to here, will tell you, it, it, it gave us an example uh-huh. of how they used to, um, to train young ones. After I saw those uh, symptoms, 
mm-hmm. I said I'm not going to touch this thing again. <laughs> That's how I so, 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 Roger, Roger, look, at, look at your age Look at your age First of all Grade 10 You know You are in your teens You know So your brain is not uh, Fully developed You know Marijuana Hold on Hold on Give me Give me time Marijuana makes people high But it, it, you You can't compare it to how call you can't you know have you ever seen that somebody like oh you know he 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 hits you know like like driving the way the, the drunk drivers make mistakes you say oh the, the guy made this mistake because he was high on my one you know or he's staggering while he's walking because he's high on my one you know you, you you you're giving yourself but you are the typical example. No, there are people who can't handle marijuana, and, they are, and it's a small percentage. Yes. It's, a, it's a very small yes. percentage. A in lot the, of people smoke, in, in, in smoke marijuana here, just for recreation. Been, it has been legalized in, in Canada. However, if you are caught by the police while you are driving and you are high on it, you you could be charged. While well, they have legalized it. So... It, it, uh, it has an element which impairs people. Uh, it's not something you smoke and uh, it doesn't do anything to you. It affects the way you think. It affects the way your brain... Uh, so it is for that it, reason... Even in shimmer side effects, even in shimmer side effects, have you ever given an American shimmer and then he's going to feel really tired? He's like, what did you give me? What did we were talking about Pianki, Pianki's question. He is surprised why uh, Zambia uh, is putting young men uh, in, in jail. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it is uh, not uh, the, the right uh, remedy. Uh, we'll keep talking about uh, uh, these things. Um, but all, all, all we can say is uh, Zambia is not an island. The United States is a big country. You were just talking so, you were just talking here last week about the floods in the other countries. Well yes. there's no vegetation to capture the water and take it down into the ground. It just runs like a torrent. Well here is a solution. Okay. okay, I read. <laughs> yeah, you read, you read your case. You read your case. Uh, uh, so that was the first question on marijuana. And, yes, it's, uh, Dr. Patti. Um, I, I, I just wanted to um, touch on what Bianchi is talking about and what we're what we all are talking about. Remember that saying we always use, follow the money? And I think it was Pianchi or or Nathan that brought, I think, yeah, I think it was Pianchi that brought up the uh, question of cash crops. Whatever you think of cash crops, you, you should always think about who is making the cash. Uh, many times that the laborers, or the users are those who are not making the cash. They're used to make the cash for those who are in a position to industrialize the product. 
And the product we're talking about is marijuana, cocaine, heroin, um, and and therefore you have to. I I use the example of Afghanistan and gun sales in Afghanistan. There are the laborers that grow the poppy, but they're not the people that are making the money. The people are the making the money are the people that receive the poppy and can industrialize it to sell. Uh, just like the gun sales, well, yeah. there are a lot of guns in in um, impoverished neighborhoods, but they're not the gun makers. They use the guns, but they don't make the guns, so therefore they don't make the money. Another example is Shea. Shea is grown throughout many African countries, in many African countries, but the quality is different. Uh, You could grow Shea in Nigeria, and it would be different than if it was grown in malaria. What is Shea used for? Yeah, that's the butter. It's something similar to cocoa butter, but I believe it's better than cocoa butter. Shea butter is pretty good. Oh, you but, say um, Shea. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. Or Shea butter. Shea, but I, Shea yeah. butter, yes. And, uh-huh. and so, therefore, it's grown in various um, regions, and within the various regions, it has different minerals. And marijuana, there are a group of people, uh, Europeans, that travel to Congo, and they travel in the, in the heart of the Congo region, in which they found the purest amount of marijuana that can be um, grown, and therefore the the amount of um, products that you can grow out of this particular marijuana can be but sold. You know, but the issue again goes to processing. You know, Dr. Patrick, uh-huh. you have granaries that farmers all over the county grow corn, and they take their corn that's been harvested to the grainy, granary and sell it to the granary. Same thing with cotton. You drive down Highway 55 going through Arkansas, you see cotton fields on either side of the highway. And they have been bail, they've been harvesting bale. These big, humongous bales are just sitting there to be picked up. They're being taken to a textile mill. So the same thing can apply to the young entrepreneurs in Zambia, they grow in whatever size that they want. These plants, harvest them and take them to the manufacturer that's going to turn them into these cash products. And there I mean, is, we talk about plant, almost weeds here. Yeah, but therein lies the problem. It's um, it's the the concerns as well as the organizations that are purchasing it. They set the prices. So you can be a grower, a small grower, but you're at the whims of the buyer. If the buyer decides to sell, to buy your crop for $10 and decides to buy another crop at a different region for $100, of course, you're going to try and grow in that region where the crop is going for a hundred. Well, that's okay, so though, always... Dr. Patrick. Okay, that's let's okay. Move. You... Uh, <laughs> as, yeah, sorry, rather sorry. than build prisons, uh, now your uh, government uh, can uh, subsidize uh, the yeah, farmer. Yeah, this question has taken over right. half an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, 
I think let's move on a, a little bit. Let, let's move on. Last yeah, week call we me up here, on the phone. We have a discussion. Uh, yeah, we spent uh, an hour. Uh, we were looking at um, um, the um, the problem. I don't know if it's a problem, the disaster, uh, the carnage which has happened in southern uh, Africa. That was uh, Malawi, uh, affected Mozambique and Zimbabwe. We agreed to start uh, a small fund, and I'm so proud of the Canadians. They've they've come big. And uh, Nathan, um, mm-hmm. really, uh, I don't know what to say about you, you guys in America. You have not supported uh, uh, this move, which was uh, which was agreed on on, on radio. Um, I don't know how my question is supposed to be, uh, but I guess is uh, what, what if if a natural natural disaster as the one we saw we have seen in um, in Mozambique cannot move us nothing to do good what will move us we, we uh, should I, I, continue I'm going to be very, very blank here yeah uh, go ahead we, we sh- yeah we should just continue the to push for the whatever and not and not give up i mean that thing doesn't need a week a month uh, finan- fi- financial drive. That's that's a disaster. If anybody has looked at those pictures, those people are going to take a long time to recover from that. For your information, and I know I might get shot down for this, there's no FEMA in those countries. If you know what I mean. I don't think our governments are structured in a way where they have a department which handles things like that. If they do, it probably has five, ten people who just go to work every day. Now they are overwhelmed by a disaster like yes. that. This financial drive, yeah, this financial is, is, is the work. Yeah, overwhelmed this, is uh, the work. So this, I, this I really, I'm not going to spend a lot of continue. time. No, yeah, the, the, the one we Nathan. started, which is on my page, which is on Nathan. my page, is, um, is, is yes, going to uh, expire in five days. Is, uh, in five days time. Somebody is calling go, my go, name. Go ahead, uh, Kelvin. Go ahead, Kelvin. Okay, talks is going on and on and on. Uh, Nathan, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure about uh, uh, Mozambique, but Zambia has the DMMU, Disaster Management and Mitigation Unit. Uh, that is their role. Uh, it's not just uh, food relief. It's their role to ensure that uh, there's relief provided in, uh, you know, catastrophic situations. Now, the the issue is how prepared are we as uh, African countries to respond to such uh, catastrophes? You see that uh, what capacity do we have in these institutions to respond uh, effectively and efficiently? Um, I mean, that question uh, obviously <laughs> well, c- can be answered if we look at uh, maybe the terms of reference of establishing these institutions, uh, their resource capacity in terms of uh, manpower, in terms of finances, uh, in terms of equipment, you see. It's, uh, it's okay. a disaster, yes. Uh, it is something that uh, was never anticipated, but this is where we need to uh, promote science as African mm-hmm. countries because you'd be able to determine that, hey, in a, in a week or two weeks' time, uh, you know, this, this cyclone is going to hit. How do we prepare our people? 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I've always said, uh, the biggest problem in Africa is that we are more reactive than uh, than proactive. You see that? That's so a, once we talk, yeah, Kelvin, once, that's once a we, very good point, and that's exactly yeah. where I was going when I said that department you've mentioned in Zambia. Let's let's mm-hmm. zero in onto that department. There are probably like what ten, fifteen people who go to work every day, and I, know, it's a job. It's okay. I'm, I know I'm sounding sarcastic. I'm not sounding sarcastic. I'm just stating as it is. Number one, your point on science is right on, my brother, because you and I live in this part of the world, and we saw what happened in what you call it in Houston. What happens in Florida in the Carolinas when there are disasters? They will tell you in advance, you need to get out. So if that thing hits Mozambique and the way it hits Zimbabwe, it even goes as far as that. It's so much inland as it went. I know we have got the Department of Weather whatever in there. Why were they not able to advise that department and say, we are going to have a cyclone which is going to hit us really hard. We need to do something here. That is what I'm not understanding. That's why I said those people go to work every day in that department of disaster, whatever it's called. They probably drive very expensive land cruisers and they've got an executive director <laughs> who's got all these benefits and they were not able to get to that point to say, hey, in our weather department, you know you coordinate and you collaborate. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, you know what happened, Nathan, in mm-hmm. the forecasting. To my understanding is that their radar does not work. No, okay. it's been there broken, and that's unacceptable. Then there should be civil engineers that can come up with a plan to construct dams, like we have in the states. You know, uh, you talked about the uh, New Orleans. Well, they had to release. It was the dam that broke that flooded. Yeah, what do you think, Roger? Yeah. I'll take the discussion back to uh, where I started. And I started by encouraging people, um, especially our, 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 our radio. What we, part of the preparedness uh, Kelvin is talking about uh, here is probably asked, saying, if disaster hits us, what are we going to do? And most of the times we want to look at uh, uh, who is going to do what and, and not me. But the question I would like us to begin asking ourselves is, if disaster hits, what am I going to do? As me, Kelvin. Yeah, as me, Nathan. As me, Cletus. As me, Matilda. As me, Dr. Patrick. When this disaster hits, what am I going to do? Uh, it is that kind of attitude when we put it in a group, when we put it in government, we, we, we take that attitude we, 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 with it. Then we can help others. But if at, one po- at, at this point when we see disaster hits, we probably thinking others are going to do it, guess what? Even when we go into government, that is the same attitude we take there. That's my way of thinking. Roger, as I told you last, uh, last week, you know, first of all, um, 
all these people are piling on uh, how unprepared African nations are, you know, how, you know, reckless we are, we don't plan ahead. It's easy to say no, that. Let me just finish. Let me just finish my point, Roger. Let me finish my point and pay attention. I live in New York City. New York City gets hit by terrorists time after time. You see, when they hear that a terrorist has hit Spain, then you see the police all over, sub subway stations, you know, rail stations and bus stations, as you know. They they are reactive too, and then they stay there for That's a week. True. Nothing happens. Mm. They disappear. Okay. So, Pianko just reminded us of Katrina. You know, I don't know if you. It's America. They have money. They have resources. They have everything. It was a calamity. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced a storm in America here, in New York. They have money, they have resources, they have planners, they have institutions, layers and layers of them. They get so hit so badly that they get paralyzed too. Sometimes just by uh, snow, you know. Yeah. In Africa, we don't have those things happen. If you ask Mozambicans, have you ever experienced a cyclone like that? Maybe in three, four hundred years, you know. That thing was a calamity. It hit badly. And, from, and they, they uh, never, they never, they so never thought it would be like that. You know, so, so that's not an excuse. Will be able to buy seventy bags of twenty-five kg um, millimeter if we were to buy millimeter. That is, and uh, probably we could feed about seventy families, uh, those who are who are affected. That is, uh, I think, the spirit I really want to uh, encourage. Um, I listen to a lot of uh, videos uh, online. Uh, Newark at one point was hit with uh, a storm. Uh, they were encouraging uh, a country like our, our, our Zambia, should uh, have a program on, on, on radio where they shut down everything but uh, transmit only the, the message uh, warning people about the calamity to, to come. Um, I liked what Newark was doing. Uh, they were encouraging uh, employees or employers, employees, empl employers, Employers, banks, uh, council houses, you have to f have uh, a plan where you can uh, accommodate your own workers in your buildings instead uh, in times of, uh, of uh, calamity. They were saying let's identify locations where people can, can, can go. So if people listen to us uh, in Zambia, uh, those are some of the tips. But... Um, uh, is it Munsho? Uh, 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 you suggested last week actually uh, that we should. Um, uh, what was your suggestion? Uh, we should render a voice in Zambia. Encourage our families uh, to find a location where they can say, when there is um, uh, a disaster, uh, this is our. This is going to be our plan. But uh, well, one you know, of the things so you gotta have. One of the things you got to yeah. have, for Roger, now, is... For now, ladies and gentlemen, those who are my friends on my Facebook, we are still raising uh, money. Uh, right now, like I said, we can buy 70 bucks. Uh, you can put a $20 there. You can buy another bag of beauty meal, and we are going to be sending by next week. We'll be sending that, that money. You know, what I don't want to be listening to is, uh, oh, this is what we did for Kazon Kawe. This is what we did uh, Kuitupret. What are we doing now? That's my question. 
every yeah, year. Well, we how do you warn the people that the disaster is coming? Or do you wait till it hits them on the head and say, oh, here's something to relieve the pain? Well, that's, it has that's to a be... good suggestion. That's a good suggestion right there. That's a good suggestion. Uh, what is not good Roger, is Roger. for us to look at what has yeah. happened in Mozambique and forget about it, like it has not even Roger. happened. Because that's the Roger. pure African attitude. Roger, Roger. And that and yes, that was God. going to be my response. That was going to be my response to KC, right? It doesn't matter whether, you know, calamities have hit the U.S. or whatever, right? First of all, there are some calamities that are unavoidable. But how prepared are you to me, uh, to mitigate, yes. right? Calamity will come. Great. Yes, calamity will come. Uh, it's called, in yes. project management, it's called a risk, and you accept the risk because there's nothing you can do about so, it. Not, but you, 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 you have you to people, mitigate. You people, the, the let, way let, we let talk on radio is like, let me just put it before I forget, before I forget. The way we talk on radio, you may think the people in Zambia don't think. Like they have never been to school, but they don't. They, they, we, we are the only one with the privy of knowledge and no. learning. No. <laughs> there are no. people no. more educated no. in Africa no. who, who put those things down on paper, and they are there, and there are people who are working very hard, harder than just us talking here and raising a penny, and, and then you no. start patting yourself on the shoulder. There are people who are working very, very, very hard. In Africa, okay. and all those little ideas they are putting, they are already there. You have you know? overstepped. This calamity was, it was overwhelming. It you was very overwhelming. <laughs> you cut me off, which is not good. Well, you, you are right. overstepping, right. which right. is I not apologize good. For that. We, I are, apologize we are not. For that. We are not saying our fellow Africans are not educated. That's not That's true, what we are saying. What we are, we are lending. We are lending to this discourse. Right? It's very true that preparedness is not at its peak level. It's not at a level where mitigation can be effective, Ntimpa. You know that. Okay? If it's, that it's, cyclone, it's very resources. It's very resources. It's very resources, oh, Kelvin. Are we in parliament? No? Are we in parliament? Are we in parliament? You don't want to be talking to yourself. You have to be answered. No, People no, who answer to you in your room. No, no, no. Let your brother finish. Let your brother finish and you respond. Let your brother yes, finish. Then I you let respond. you finish. Right? You, can't you know forever. very well. If right. that cyclone, if that cyclone hits Zambia, how prepared is Zambia to mitigate for it? Accept the risk, yes. But how prepared are we to mitigate? That has that's nothing what, to that's do what I'm with telling. This is what, oh my goodness. This is what I was Roger, can you can you mute his uh, mic? Can you mute his mic? This is not You can be talking forever. You can be talking forever.
Don't be sensitive. That's a joke. No, but uh, on, on, on a serious note, right, uh, it's not questioning anybody's intelligence. It's questioning the processes we have in place. Uh, what, what, what resources do we have in place to mitigate for such? And you know what? The fact that these, uh, these uh, calamities don't happen every other year, every five years, means that there's lackluster attitude towards planning for them. Uh, people are not going to commit resources for something that will happen in 10, 15, 20 years, and that's where the problem is. But guess what? In the meantime, we can improve on our technology. We can improve on our research, right? We can improve on our preparedness. There are some costs that are sunken costs. You just have to expend, right? Prepare your country. Prepare your citizens in the event of such and such a disaster. Let me just talk about uh, 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 foot and mouth disease, uh, for instance, which is going on right now, okay? How prepared are we for such? Because it hits, right? What is our response time? How effective are the responses? Let's talk about the drought situation. That is a more prevalent situation in Africa than anything else, right? How prepared are we for these drought situations? Why is it that when a drought hits, then we have to start running around to solve the problem? No, Timpa. Right? We have to call a spade a spade and not a big spoon. All right. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So now, now you have, you have, you have uh, idea. So let me say this. Let me say this. Um, where, you guys, I don't know if, if your friends are rich. You see how rich people look at poor people? They think you just don't have, you know, com you don't use common sense. They'll, they'll tell you, oh, why, don't, why, why are you running out of money every month? And, you know, why don't you send your, your kids to better schools? Why don't, so it's easy for you to talk like that. If a country has, has a deficit of, say, a, a, a debt of, say, $10 billion, okay, and, and their reserve is just a, a $300 million, you know, where are they going to have the money to say, like, this money, we're just going to let this money sit here if, if, in case we have a, an outbreak of this or that, you know? It's just not possible. If, if you guys look at the budgets of uh, developing countries, you will see just how they, they're always on the margin, you know? So that should also tell you in, in your household. How is your, how is your budget? I don't know how rich you guys are. When you're on the edge, you are living paycheck to paycheck, you can't say like, oh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put 20000 for a rainy day. You just don't have that. A lot of countries don't have that money, you know. If, if, if the story about oh how they they spend money is a different story, which is also true, you know. So all those things you're saying we don't do this, we don't. They, people know, people plan for those things. The resources are very meager, and it's a reality in African countries, you know. So that that is what what we should. When when you're saying all this, you say like, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? People are smart there, you know. They are educated too. And they, they care too. Smart so it's not just yes, because oh, they don't just do it. So that's how it is, Kelvin. But they can, but it, but they can buy a plane for 65 million. That, that is a, that's another, another problem uh, uh, which is true too, which must be discussed. And, 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 and how many of those are like that? This is why we, when we complain, this is why we complain. You go and buy a 65 million uh, plane, and then when disaster comes, you say, oh, there is, no, there is no money. What nonsense is that? You, 
we, we cannot be blamed for saying, oh, we are claiming they don't think, or we are claiming they don't do this. Yes, we are not thinking. How do you buy a plane for 100 million, and then you are not prepared for an emergency? How does that make any sense? How do you tell me that you are thinking in, 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 in that situation? So, the thinking might be there. All these things are written up. The policies are there on the bookshelves. Yes, they cannot be funded because we have chosen to buy planes instead of putting human life ahead of us. Yes, they think. But how do they explain buying a plane? You buy a plane for 100 million. Oh, Roger, you, Roger you, 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 you can't get funding on just one point. You can't get funding on one point. Supposing oh, they sell that plane. Supposing they sell that plane today, you think the problems in Zambia will finish with that? Some of them the, might. The, the, the thing is, if they sell that plane, what we are saying yeah. is that <laughs> that kind of behavior, stop it. You send your family to United States to go and fetch fire trucks. How many of those do we have? And some of them which we don't even know. That kind of wastage. That's what we are talking about here. Yes, they don't think. Well, you're being political to If you start being, you start sounding like that, then 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 you you know you you can't look at the bigger picture, you know. But, but is 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 Roger right? About Roger what? Right? About what he's saying uh, that we don't have any medicine. So who, who has ever said uh, it was prudent for Mr. Lungu to buy a plane? We all know oh, that was wrong. That wasn't prudent, but you, you know, when when the discussion is about how the you know uh, 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 African countries uh, respond to uh, to disasters, it's a big discussion. So you 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 take out little political, you know, points no, no, you, for you, you to you be focused on. A, you said the. the you said Mozambique, Mozambique and Malawi all bought all bought planes. We, we, we are behaving on this radio like people back home don't think. So we are trying to qualify. That's, that's, that's a bad thing. That's yes, a bad thing. And you, get, you have to look at things on a, on a large scale, you know. On a large scale, because Mozambique okay. didn't buy so a I plane. Everyone, uh, yes. Did here, Mozambique I buy a plane? Did Malawi buy a plane? plane? They didn't buy a plane. We, we should didn't buy those some, uh, uh, let, let us send some minimum. Uh, from that plane, even one million dollars of that plane, they could have bought a lot of food for our friends. But let's not go to there. Uh, those are politics. They divide us. They don't bring us. They, they, they don't bring us together. Uh, what we are saying is, uh, brothers, I, I beg of you, I, all, all of you here and sisters. This is my thinking when I looked at that. If if we cannot rise at this point, looking at that disaster, who will? Who are we expecting to rise? Yeah. So if you don't have 100, you don't have 50, I'm sure Eka 10 will be found. This afternoon, go on that uh, website on, on, on Facebook. Please put a 10. That can buy a mini-meal, a bag of mini-meal. And by next week, we will be sending that check. And we'll have something uh, fresh to brag about as a member of diaspora, as a member of, 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 of the radio. 
Uh, but uh, on the bigger picture, and Timpa is talking about here, the, the preparedness, we may have all these institutions in place, but we don't know if we are prepared. I was uh, trying, I was actually with Timpa himself, we were trying to invite the local government minister, we, we, we failed. Uh, we couldn't get hold of him. So we want some government officials uh, to come. I don't know who remembers one time a police uh, woman was, um, was hit by the vehicle and she was put in, in, the, in the back of the, of the van, taken to the, to the hospital. A police officer. You know, if that can happen to a police officer who was supposed to have all these sophisticated uh, communications, what about a regular person? You know, so we, we, we need to push this one, uh, the gentlemen. I don't know. A good friend of mine I used to work with uh, used to say, you know, we all live uh, in dangerous countries, dangerous as in we don't care for safety. You know, this kind of preparedness is uh, it's for the white people. That's what he said. But it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't yeah. have to. No, it doesn't have to be that way. Um... So we are settled. We, we are settled. Unless uh, Alaza had uh, a one or two uh, words to, to to put on 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 on, on that. Um, Scaro, good morning. W welcome. Varukuku, uh, Varukuku. My yeah, brother from uh, here. Yeah, yeah. How are you, my brother? I, would, I just want to say something. Uh, something we didn't really touch on is uh, volunteerism. And all mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. I like and, that. Uh, you, yeah, sometimes you don't have uh, money to have a big organization that sits around yes. and waits for this. Yes. But uh, you could have a core group, like we've heard. We could have a core group that's there, that's uh, keeping track of things and, and uh, get, you know, getting the fire going. But uh, then you would train people that would be called upon in times of, of need. I mean, mm. even a small I live in a small town. We don't have uh, uh, a, a regular fire department, but we have a volunteer fire department. They only have the chief, you know, and uh, but they are uh, they are volunteers that that <laughs> that will meet in a while. They play games and they you know, and when they are fighting fire or they are doing something, they get paid, you know, a little bit, some kind of of of, of um, emoluments. But then uh, and. Uh, he, not only that, there are other organizations like Search and Rescue, you know, in Vancouver, and they go pluck people off the mountains and those who get lost, but they are not employed, uh, you know, uh, full time. They are part time. Some of them, some of them are volunteers. So you can you can have a whole range of uh, of resources, you know, human resources that you can call upon. Uh, it's just a matter of of uh, setting it up in in that way. Man, I, I don't know if it would work in Africa. That's another story. Uh, uh, it can work. If, 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 if yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, you know, go, go, going on with, uh, with, with the brother's point about rescuing and other organizations, we, ha we haven't had a war in Zambia in how many years? The military could be put in there to, to be the people to volunteer to go to those, because they they're going to get paid anyway. They get paid every month for doing what? There's no wars in Zambia. So let us use our military and those kind of people like to go <laughs> and help, help out the people in, in Mozambique. They're not fighting. So let's help each other. <laughs> That's what yeah, they need to do. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So those are the entities that we need to help. <laughs> it was it was such a thing. I I like that. And when I was listening to you, what they were saying, when they declare state of emergency, Brother Musokotwane, like in Newark, then a lot of things are activated automatically. So say in Zambia, when they say we are declaring a state of emergency because there is a flood, uh, the military doesn't need to be taught. Now you need to go here. They know that a state of emergency has been declared. These people, uh-huh. it is 24-7. These people, teachers, you are going to do this. This, you are going to do this. Uh-huh. We need to know that plan. You know? It could be Everyone needs to know when a state of emergency has been declared in the, in the country. Roger. I really liked that one. Can I, I, can I, I say something? Who is, a, who is a mayor in, um, in Newark. So when they say we have declared a state of emergency because of uh, a disaster, everyone at every given point, teachers, uh, lecturers, uh, uh, the police, everyone knows what they are supposed to do. Uh, Roger. Yes, my brother. How are you? Uh, you are wasting time. I'm sorry. <laughs> just say you're okay. Just say you're okay. <laughs> Sometimes you need to cool down, you know. Look, Zambia is the engineering squadron. And uh, the people who live in Mufria should know that. Those are the people, whenever there is a bridge that has collapsed, they are the people who rush there to, to make a temporary bridge before, you know, a permanent one is reconstructed. So those things are there in Zambia, you know. So when you say, like, well, the army is supposed to be doing, they are already doing that. They do it. Well, our point fact. we are making is uh, you and I don't know what is my role. You don't when know, Roger, Zambia, but you, a lot of people Zambia, do. In, in this section, a lot of where people are they supposed do. to meet in time of uh, uh, emergency? <laughs> I don't know why you just want to sound defensive for no reason. You know, I don't know it's, not, it's not being defensive. It's, I'm giving you a different story. If, if you say that, a lot of people will take it like, oh, in Zambia, they, you know, they don't have this. Those things are there in Zambia. It's because you, if you don't know, Roger, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You know, and people should correct you to put facts on it. We have the engineering schools, and Kevin those people, do, they are the ones who help. This, this is they what Kevin was saying. We know these things are, are maybe there in, in, in paper, but if a disaster <laughs> hits Zambia today, you know, my brother, Antimpa, you know we are not prepared. You know that. But maybe, <laughs> you know? What, what maybe I'm saying. Oh, my sister, where, where is the sister's voice there? We have the sister's voice. Let's hear from Miss Lucas. Miss Lucas, let me, let me, go ahead. Let you, me give you you can me help calm the, the waters here. I like it. Uh, this is a very serious uh, discussion. So when people are passionate about it, I love it. Go ahead. I hope no one runs away because of the passion. Well, everyone has raised points, but we are getting caught up in our emotions, so we are missing them. But I'll give you some examples. A friend of mine was frying chicken, and all of a sudden her house burnt down, like within minutes. She she gave us an example here in the United States. She said, Mm -hmm. ladies, men, whoever, if you are cooking, know where your fire extinguisher is. Everybody, every one of us in this United States or Canada, we have fire extinguishers. 
But how many times do we know where they are or do we get a chance to use them? We don't because there's no need. And we actually know if there's a fire, call 911. So it's possible these things are there in Zambia, but we, we don't get to hear about them or practice them. At work, mm. we used to get practice drills in case of a tornado, what to do. There's no tornado, but we practice it. So it's very likely a lot of the things in Tipai saying are there in Zambia. But the thing is the masses need to know that they are there. Another example I will give. I was um, in an interview where I was told, tell me about yourself. One thing about us Zambians, we don't brag on ourselves. We let others, I'll say, okay, Roger, you tell me how good I am. If Roger never tells me, that's the end. If Zambia is doing all these things, we need to brag about it. America, if they are helping, you, you hear that somebody got in a tree to get a cut. It's going to be on TV, you know? So if we are helping, we need to start putting these positive things in the news so that we know that Zambia is helping. I have a friend who works for the UN, and he was in Northern Province and Wapula Province. In these last few months, how many of us will know that Zambia has been very helpful with the refugee status with those people coming from Congo? There are UN tents set up in the northern, far northern part of both Wapula and Northern Province. But because the person I'm talking about is so shy, even if you say, hey, come and talk about this on radio, he'll keep quiet. So a person like him is doing a disservice. So we say, no, we need people to volunteer. They are there, but these people should also not be gun shy when brought to the, to the table. When we call the mayor's office or we call these ministries and ministers, they should come and tell us what's going on. They should not be afraid to answer the tough questions. And even if we have these things in place, as Ntipa is saying, we need to be more proactive. Roger said something very critical. What are we doing individually? Say your name there. What am I doing about this? That's what we need to do. That's the conversation our families need to be having at home in Zambia, wherever they are, whether they live in a mansion or in a, in a shanty compound, they need to have those conversations. In case there's a coup, what are we going to do? If someone is at work and the kids are at school, how are we going to meet? If there's a fire, if there's a flood, if there's an earthquake, even though we, we might see that we, we don't sit on a plate of an earthquake, but discuss those things. Well, what, uh, what are the evacuation processes? From our houses, it goes into our communities. Ask the MPs, ask these people who are standing for elections, whether they are current or uh, opposition. What is the evacuation plan? If it's not a political thing, let's start asking these questions. Put it in Twitter. If it means for us in the diaspora to look like we are fools or we are not educated, not informed, whatever, I'm sorry to use those words. Let us put ourselves out there in order to get these answers. <laughs> that's, why that's why Zambia's next president should be a woman. So, here in, in Canada, in the United States, uh, there is this ring uh, on radio or on TV. They interrupt that. So, we, we, we hope it's there in Zambia. We are going to, to inquire. People should know that when this sign comes, it means, it means this. Ms. Lucas, to a totella. To a totella, I, I think you've summed it, you've summed it up uh, very, 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 very well. Uh, we, 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 we are very thankful. Uh, we are very thankful. Um, unless uh, there was uh, others who wanted to throw in a one cent. Uh, uh, 
is listening uh, who wanted to throw in uh, one cent, uh, let, let me know. Uh, but we can uh, we can move we can move on. Uh, I won't I won't forget again. Uh, go to my page. Uh, there is a donate, donate button there. We started the fund last week. We've donated almost 400 US uh, right now. Uh, like Miss Lucas is saying, we are bragging here in Canada. Uh, uh, Canadians have come strong. So I'm hoping, uh, my friends, there, you, you, you do justice to... Uh, let's buy some, even bags of Mimimu. And we are going to say members of diaspora, part of the, the radio uh, in... Uh, uh, if, 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 if not us, who will? I kept asking that question. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, our, our main discussion, we're going to talk about what Kangame is calling as um, uh, digitizing uh, Africa. A lot of good things I've, I've found there, uh, whether it be in farming, in tourism, in banking, in health, in education. So we'll talk, we'll talk just a, a little bit about uh, those, those things. Um, we just had uh, a by-election in Zambia. I don't know if this is um, I don't know if this is uh, a politics, but uh, I, I found it very refreshing that uh, we, for the first time, I think, since PF came into power, oh, I'm sorry to mention PF, uh, this was a violent, free election. And I'm hopeful that we can have our Zambia back uh, I don't um, know, you are UPND, if you saw it that way. Okay. Um, uh, Roger, that is a good point that you, yes. that you raised. It's a good <clears> question. Uh, I'm, always a, I'm always the kind of person who wants to be op- optimistic. It's a by-election. Okay, fine. Uh, there was no violence. For the first time in I don't know how long, it's a good thing. Yes. So let's take let, let, let's take it as it is. We I don't think we want to be the people who who, who are skeptical, but at the same time, you know, if, if things go the other way, I want to be the one to say, you know, I gave it a chance. We will leave it mm-hmm. at that. And for me, we will leave it at that. Yes. Let it be the way it is. I'm happy <clears> it happened. <throat> I hope it continues. If it does, then our country is growing. If it does, then it's true that our leaders want want a dialogue. We're in we're going in the right in the right direction. So for us for now, no skepticism, no this and this. It's a good thing that happened. Uh, yes. If I may say, there's not too many good things happening between these political parties, but this is a good thing, and I hope it's a good beginning. This, it, 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 it was the best. Uh, remember, I had started uh, this uh, conversation some uh, a week ago when President Lungu said, uh, "I have everything to lose if uh, Zambia degenerates into a failed, a failed state." And uh, a lot of people uh, castigated me, uh, said they, they never believed they believed him. Uh, but now, not not that I'm falling in love with him, but uh, I, I, I I I like it when I see uh, Zambia being uh, where it, it, it belongs, a free, a free country without violence holding elections. I, I was really encouraged, uh, encouraged about that. Okay. Um, unless someone else uh, had uh, something to throw in one cent there, or we move on. Uh, there's uh, quite a bit of um, uh, ground to cover this morning. 
going once, twice, gone. We go to South Africa. Um, xenophobia is back in, uh, in, in South Africa. Uh, we, would, we could see uh, Africans, uh, black South Africans, stoning, stoning other black Africans who are immigrants to death. That was uh, sad, sad to see. Question um, uh, who is, uh, who is here? Makesi, how, how do we stand yeah. up to, to this kind of uh, uh, behavior in South Africa? It's not the first time this is happening. Uh, this is now the second time. And um, it seems the, uh, these people, they just have this kind of uh, uh, faith to do this kind of stuff. What, what do we do, gentlemen? And uh, ladies and gentlemen on the call, what, what do we do uh, with this, this behavior in South Africa? How do we stand up? I think it's all, it's all, it's all, uh, by the way, it's all. Uh, before you come in, uh, yeah. uh, Dr. Nevers Mumba, MMD president, is encouraging President Lungu to call for a special meeting for SADC uh, to address this issue because it's happening for the, for the second, uh, second time. Go ahead, Ravantim. Yes, um, like, like you just said about political violence in Zambia and how we used to say, like, you know, the president can just stop that with uh, one sentence. And, and somehow, like, Balungo was listening to our radio, he spoke about it, you know, viciously, and then we are seeing some signs of, uh, of uh, you know, peace. Same thing to, to, to South Africa, you know. Um, the Ramaphosa made very, very, you know, inflaming statements, trying to, to cut off the political cadres over there, how, you know, um, people just go from other countries and set up business in South Africa without uh, paperwork. And, and then that ignited um, all, all, all that xenophobic attacks, you know. So it's all, to me, it's all about the leadership. The, the, the situation in South Africa is very complicated. You know, they have a very disturbing um, history, and they have a lot of these youths that didn't go to school during apartheid. So they need a sober leader who understands how to tame them. That's what I think. Uh, and, so the uh, question is, how, how do we stand up to, uh, to that? Uh, if a lot of you were listening to AOC yesterday, you, you know what she was uh, uh, saying. Our leaders only do what people want to do. Uh, that's what our leaders do. Uh, they, they, they don't, usually they, they don't just wake up and say, oh, I'm a good leader, I'm going to do this. Uh, if they don't do it, we the people have to force them. Okay, so how do we uh, do this, uh, uh, Kelvin? Uh, how do we stand up to this kind of behavior we see in, in, in South Africa? Um, I don't know what is in your mind. Yeah, um, I, I don't know the answer to that question, Roger, but uh, mm -hmm. to me, when I heard the president uh, give that speech, I was very saddened uh, because I think he's trying to emulate uh, Donald Trump, basically. Um, when, when people start talking about, yes, when, when South Africans start talking about South Africa is for the South Africans, they are very wrong because, uh, first of all, don't just look at it from uh, a migration point of view. Look at it from an economic point of view where 
South Africa today is a major uh, supplier of, you know, everything you can think of, uh, you know, um, uh, on the African continent. You see that? So if uh, other countries retaliated and uh, blocked goods from South Africa, what would happen to the South African? What would happen to the South African economy? What uh, Mr. Ramaphosa should appreciate, first of all, is that uh, South Africa is a very volatile environment. South Africa has been volatile maybe for the last 50, 60 years. You see that? Uh, only, what, four, four, five years ago, there was xenophobia. Another 10 years ago, there was xenophobia. And then you as a president come up and inflame uh, uh, an already volatile situation. That's not right. You see that? What gov- some, of, some of these things need to be corrected by government in a hush-hush way, in a very quiet way. You can never, ever gain political mileage by inciting South Africans mm-hmm. to attack foreigners. Like Julius Malema said, why are we so open to white people, Indians, uh, you know, Asians in our country, and, uh, you know, so averse to, to um, uh, our fellow Af- Africans? You see that? In South Africa is no different from Zambia. Okay, if you look at the history of these countries, first of all, a lot of African countries played a role to liberate South Africa. Yes. Not that Big we're point. saying pay us back. Yeah, not that yeah. we're saying pay us back, but we're saying respect the fact that uh, we played a role. We expended resources which we did not have. African governments were borrowing money and diverting it to help the liberation movement in South Africa. You see that? So while we're not begging, for respect, but you have to recognize that you're even able to throw a stone at a black African today because uh, African, other African countries dismantled a system that uh, uh, kept you, you know, uh, uh, down the drain. You see that? So for South Africans today to turn around just shows, one, a lack of uh, education, a lack of knowledge, a lack of information, and it just shows plain plain, plain stupidity. If they want to block me from entering their country, uh, God bless them. They can do that because what they are doing is utter stupidity. You can never develop as a race if you look at somebody's uh, color uh, as a black person coming to get my jobs. First of all, what, what job am I getting from you? Okay, If I'm a trained, educated doctor, I'm not getting a job for a cleaner. So you, a cleaner, have no right to point a finger at me saying you're, get, you're coming here to get my job. That is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Well, let me ask, so, Ramapo, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. And you hit on some very fine points when you say that they don't boycott uh, Chinese and the, and the Indians and others. That is. But what about the Africans that's going into Europe, crossing the Mediterranean, going into Spain and Italy? How are they supposed to feel? But when you really look at it, you have to ask, what is wrong with the countries, the government in those countries, where these people are coming from? Are they not? Should they not bear some responsibility that you aren't providing that's, opportunities? That's besides the point. That, that is besides the point. No, 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 it's not no, besides the no. point. How are you saying it's beside right, the not. point? It's if not. I leave Roger, my country, it's... so I'm supposed to, ha- I'm unemployed, so I'm supposed to run to, to, to Zambia to find work? I'm supposed to run to Mexico? No, no, Roger. People coming from Guatemala, who are running away Roger. from uh, from violence? Oh, Roger, you, you, uh, 
you, you argue hey, about these points every other week. week. Dolphin, go ahead. You ask a question. Mr. Pianchi, you are correct. It's not, uh, uh, you know, what Roger puts it to be, right? Uh, you have to understand the dynamics of, uh, you know, South African history, right? Uh, during the apartheid era, the black uh, South Africans were marginalized. They were not provided with education opportunities, economic opportunities, and things like that, right? So uh, one would be right to say they are backward. Now, when, uh, when uh, apartheid was dismantled, the, the uh, Nelson Mandela government realized that, you know what, uh, we don't have enough uh, uh, black South Africans that can take over, you know, uh, management of uh, companies or, you know, schools and things like that. So what they did was they put together a policy to encourage people from other African countries, right, that had the, the requisite skills. They called them, uh, uh, I can't remember what, what, what they called them, but uh, they encouraged people with those rare skills, yes, rare skills, to come into South Africa to help shore up the, the gap, right, so this is how come a lot of people have migrated to South Africa. Now, the second category is you had uh, situations in uh, Zimbabwe, for instance, where there was upheaval, there was violence. So those people, educated, uneducated, had to run away from Zimbabwe, and the only sanctuary they could find, uh, a sanctuary that would provide an opportunity for a job to feed your family, to enhance your life, was South Africa. You see that? So people are not migrating to South Africa because they want to. No. People are migrating, one, because of the situations in their countries, first of all. Uh, secondly, they are migrating because the South African government put up this policy to encourage people with education to come into their country. You see? But that does not excuse anybody from being xenophobic. Why are you being xenophobic to a fellow African? Why not to a Chinese? Why not to a white man? Why not to a yellow man? Why, why not that? that? Those are the questions we're asking. Yes. You see that? Those are the questions we're asking, Mr. Pianchi. Period. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well put. But I, again, the question was, uh, what, what we can, can we do? Um, you, you know, when I think about uh, uh, these things, sometimes I think it's not helpful for my own health, but I really ask them. Um, because of our disorganized Africa, uh, because we are probably so disorganized, uh, people are able to do whatever we, they, they do to us. If we were organized, Kelvin, we could say, that's one day we, we say, all conflicts coming from uh, South Africa, we are going to boycott them. Imagine what that will do to South African economy. And uh, Ramaphosa himself as a, as a leader probably will not say what he's saying if he knows the reaction which can come from, uh, from Africa. And I, I hope one day we can stand together. One day we will be able to stand together, Zambia standing together with Kenya, with uh, Nigeria, with everyone. We are standing against this leader has to go. We want him to go. He goes. Or oh, South Africa is misbehaving. We are boycotting their goods. We boycott. But something has to happen because we cannot have people uh, treat other human beings like that. Actually, Roger, the disappointment—the disappointment is with um, you know organizations like Comesa, SADIC, and uh, the African Union. You know, because once they knew that that uh, atta those attacks had resumed, 
they are supposed to convene and, and issue a statement, a very stern statement to the South African government. That's why those organizations are there, you know. I, I just wonder but, uh, what they do. Again, like uh, I was saying point. about what AOS was saying yesterday on TV, if we, the people, begin to demand that, Vantimpa, uh, maybe, I don't know, our lungu has been very <laughs> hard to move on things. Maybe these people can, can, can move, you know? Uh, they definitely, definitely, and that's how... That's how you, you, human beings, uh, you know, uh, work. In America, yes. it's because the people demand it, you know? Yes. People demand it, yes. and then the leaders will definitely respond to that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, whether you have money or no money, uh, yes. when it comes to vote, if you, if you mess up, you are done. Your vote, your vote but, is uh, important, yes. 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 hundred percent. Yeah. So... I don't know. Uh, I really wanted to start pushing something on Twitter that uh, uh, Zambia, for instance, if there was a Zambian killed, we should put these people on notice. You kill a Zambian, 100%. there will be a huge, huge There are backlash. consequences, yes. Yeah. Yes, be there should be consequences. You know? Uh, I know it's not going to be easy, but we can find technology can help us uh, 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 Kelvin here. You know uh, something about Computers. We can send, you, you know, text messages to every phone in Zambia. Don't go to ShopRite. On this day, one day we are boycotting ShopRite. Every Zambian, please don't go to ShopRite. We can do this thing. We can. We can. Because uh, I, I think, it, you, you know, watching those uh, videos, you don't uh, think uh, you, you, you are looking at uh, human beings yeah. that are able to do yeah. stuff like that. Okay, we move on. Uh, where are we at? There's a strange story here. <laughs> there are some stories which come from Zambia. A, a woman was um, attacked by a, a crocodile. <laughs> and these, uh, these instances are increasing by the day uh, where uh, a person is attacked by a crocodile. Um, when I read stories like this, uh, where is Nathan I'm here. Yeah. When I read different stories like this, uh, somebody attacked by a, a crocodile, what I want to see at the end of the day is probably what happens here when an animal attacks uh, a human being. They have to kill that animal. Uh, but for some reason, we, I, 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 don't see, I don't see that happening. Uh, it, is, it is really one thing I would like us to, I don't know, we want to do so many things. But let's just talk about it. Um, when you go to Lusaka Times, a, a woman attacked, and then you know how Lusaka Times nowadays will populate similar stories like that. There are several, mm -hmm. stories, several stories like that. Uh, a person has been killed by a lion, a, a person has been killed, and yet they will leave that lion like that instead of going after it to take it away. Because they say once it tastes uh, human flesh, it may, be, mm -hmm. it may want to do it again. Uh, it, 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 it takes us back to the discussion, we, the heated discussion we had about uh, disasters, Roger. Uh, <clears throat> do we have the capacity to, first of all, when you are going after an animal that presumably has killed a human being, 
I, I believe there should be a way to identify it, right? To be definitely identify that particular animal because there are many of them out there in the bush. So again, I'm not trying to say that to or Not even, don't even, don't even say it, Nathan. Go ahead. No, my my point <laughs> is, do, do, we, do, do, do we have the capacity to identify and say that's the animal that did this, or we just let it go? I mean, where are you going to start from? They were like, you know, they they will probably answer you and say bosses to katampila pest. That, that, that's where I'm going to respond to that. Yeah. It's the capacity to be able to identify. I'm not saying our game rangers don't have, are not smart or what. I'm sure they have the capacity to do it. Probably well, they just you bring up a very good question, uh, Nathan. Uh, probably what we, what we can say is um, how do uh, the people here go back to the uh, field and uh, I, I, I identify you might find the the way they do it is not even expensive. We just don't know. No, no, it's not. It's not actually, Roger. And um, uh, it's very unfortunate. Um, I read another story in uh, in Sanfia where um, the this uh, crocodile mm-hmm. attacked uh, attacked uh, I think a pregnant woman, and and then they tr- they tracked it down. They are, they, they, those people are well, well trained. I mean, they would know they have the signs of uh, which which animal which which animal has a bigger belly, you know, oh, indicating yeah. that it yeah, had eaten a you know a big chunk of a human being or something. But they did, and and then they 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 killed that um, that beast. But uh, most of the, them stories, as Roger put it correctly. It's, it, they, they they go like that for lions. I think they they try to trace which the behavior of animals which are you know man man eating, and mm-hmm. once they they identify those animals and they seclude them and they maybe kill them, but they can do better, definitely. Because I'm sure in that profession, like just like any profession, they are specializations yes. to be able to identify, identify features, yes. characteristics. Yes, and like the behavior, have, yes. The behavior, like you have said, Cletus, so there's a way to identify that this animal is very and whatever. You know, the, yes. I'm sure they have that training. Probably it's just the, the capacity and the resources yes. to do that. But yes. it, it, not, first of all, Roger, do, uh, all of us here, do we know if our our system does? Do we have any information about a, a creature? The, our 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 game rangers going back to look for that thing, and they say we need to eliminate this animal. Uh, do they? Do we do that? No, no. I mean that was my question and my uh, actually my my complaint somehow. Um, uh, how we, we we don't see a follow up. Um, if I see uh, what they were trying to do in that instance in Zambezi uh, is mm-hmm. uh, to put some kind of um, a barrier so that mm-hmm. when people go to draw water, uh, and according to the MP or the mayor in the region, I said we need more boreholes so that people stop going to the to, to, to the river. Um, that, that was the uh, number one. Yeah, yeah, because and that's also, not a good solution. Like 
like letters I said, I, I remember watching a certain documentary on the, I like watching this documentary on the, what's that channel, which has to do with animals and the National Geographic. So Geographic, yes, Geographic animals. You see, this is what they said. It wouldn't be complicated to find that animal. Not, uh, it's not. When, uh, when an animal becomes, what's the word, Cleta? Aggressive. Aggressive. Aggressive or predatory. human beings, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it will always find itself around human settlement. Yes, yes, yes. 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 So then you know that this animal. Those are indications, has, yes. yes. This animal has tested human flesh or whatever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that. Excuse of saying our uh, bosses na iya mu muntu anigani text to his son. No, he doesn't have. Bunagani, bunagani, bunagani ubo. There's a way to do it. We must move on to. We must move on to. Those stories are very prominent in rural Zambia where they say, oh, no. it's not a crocodile, it, it is Musokotani. And then you wonder who oh, no. somebody turn into. Especially in Wapula. Everywhere. In Wapula, there is a place called, called Kwapula. I hear Wamunga. Wamunga. Where you cannot see, you cannot see the and Puta, they are they are all, they are all areas in uh, in uh, on top there in Chirenyi. They are they are all areas. Yes. You two are correct. <laughs> yeah, they say you cannot fish in a certain area. Otherwise, if you go and fish there, a crocodile will come out. But if this certain <laughs> man goes there, no crocodile is coming out. You know what I'm saying? Those are just four crows, man. Those are those are just. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dr. Montage, do you have these stories in in Choma or in Macha? Sorry, I've been busy uh, here, uh, just listening. It's okay. I was just asking if you have these stories of Fiaku Bantu in Macha or Choma. We do. We yeah, do. Uh, but we do. Uh, but. but, but uh, <laughs> Coming to the issue of uh, uh, xenophobia, we mm-hmm. have the power, uh, the African leaders uh, around uh, Sadiq area, they can just uh, boycott uh, the South African products. I think that is what is going to, to really bite the South Africans, to realize that we need each other. Uh, those, all those uh, shoprite things, just uh, let, let even the, the opposition parties uh, in Zambia, including the, 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 the ruling party, you know, to say no to South African products and the, all other states can rally as around Zambia. Zambia should lead uh, in the fight against xenophobia, but that is the only way which I think we can make an impact. I don't know about how other people think we can resolve the, the issue. Yeah. Well, well, the, the well, we've talked about that, Dr. Monsanjo. We've said our leaders, most of them, their backbones are a suspect. So the, uh, the only people the who, who can do this, it is we the people, first and foremost. It is we the people if we can make a stand. And then our 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 leaders maybe can be can be empowered.
to do something. Otherwise, uh, just Mr. Lungu standing up to South Africa where he goes every week, that would be very tough uh, for him to, to do. But if we force him, uh, our friends in Kenya, they stand up. Our friends in, in Nigeria, they stand up. In Zimbabwe, they stand up. We all say one day, April 10th, no one goes to, to ShopRite. When, when we start uh, organizing, I don't know how we can do it, we start organizing like that. Then our leaders, even our leaders will wake up. They wake up. Definitely they wake up. You know? Uh, I hear Zambia has one of the shop rights. I don't know where it is. It is uh, the most uh, shop right which gives them the highest returns in Africa. It is in Zambia. You know? Yeah. The politicians need to boycott going to hospitals in South Africa. When others were contributing, um, I, I also thought about what Malukuku said. I, I, I don't know how we can encourage uh, uh, villages um, to, to volunteer, to start looking out for this. If it's something like this, happens quickly, I think they should be able to mobilize and take this animal out of uh, 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 attacking people or danger. So, so this, this, that, that is, I think, a, a lesson we can, we can, we can take from, we can take from, uh, from there. Um, yeah, too many, too many, too many issues. Dr. Patrick, you, you've been quiet. Wait, Dr. Patrick. Let him summarize before I start some, something new. Dr. Patrick, any, any thought on uh, any of the items? I like to leave you alone. That way you can catch uh, all the angles you, you want and then ca come in any angle you would like. I would just want to talk a little bit about the xenophobia that we talked about and yes. the question as to why not um, the yellow man, why not the white man, why each other? Historically speaking, that's, that's the route of um, division, is to pit us against each other. And in that way, we can be exploited. And uh, it's, exactly. it's, not only, it's not only the yellow man, I mean, people of color. It's the the intent is to put uh, people of color against each other to allow each one of us to be easily exploited. And when we talk about people of color, we can also include uh, white people without resources. Uh, white people without resources is also pitted against us and not opposed and not against the people that do have money and the people that do have money predominantly are Caucasians. And this is one way of maintaining their power base and maintaining the separation. So we should always look at the source and why it's being promulgated and hopefully speak truth to power. So whenever we speak xenophobia, rearing its, its ugly head, uh, we shouldn't contribute to 
attacking those who are attacking others. And we should look at the source and try to come up with some resolutions. Remember, we always we always talked about the problems. Well, we should also talk about the solutions, and we give balance to it. So whenever we attack somebody, let's um, attack with a, a resolution, with a possible solution. Dr. Patrick, you actually remind me um, what we talked about, uh, was it last week or the other week, when we talked about uh, the China and all the big powers who are coming to Africa. To uh, a, a lot of us want to think they are just after our minerals, but they are looking ahead uh, to their populations in 2050. 20, they want more than minerals. And what is happening uh, to Africans, both our politicians, ourselves, we are busy fighting over small things. I, I, I saw this xenophobia as one of those things which is distracting us from the big picture. The Chinese coming nice and slowly. The Americans coming nice and slowly. And what are we doing as Africans? We are fighting these small, like Kelvin said, small stupid fights. We are distracted. This, this actually goes up to even in, in our own country. When we are involved in all this uh, political violence, while we are fighting and debating those small issues, guess what? China is coming nice and slow and quiet. Our land is going. You know, our water resources are being traded. What are we doing? We are fighting as who is carrying uh, uh, who is carrying a, a panga or who is doing this? So thank you, Dr. Patrick. Yeah. Uh, th- th- thank, you. Sure. thank you for that. And our 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 fight against that is exactly what we're doing now. We're talking about it. Uh, we're bringing it out into the light. As long as that remains in the dark, it will continue to expand. But yes. it's our responsibility to talk about it and to bring it out in light. And there are some listeners or someone we've ignited a spark in their mind, and they're going to do something. We're going to do something. We're going to speak about it. One person tells another person, and that person tells another person. Visibility is the best uh, resolve, best solve to to, um, correct or to bring about correction. Okay, that, that's what we. That's why we do what we how we do on uh, on this radio. Uh, sometimes it might uh, seem like we are just talking, but I, again, we are educating ourselves first and foremost. And those who, who listen to uh, to us, uh, they'll be, you know, they'll be able to say, okay, let, let's say, uh, hang on here. Let, let's see what's what's going on. What is the big picture? Uh, that, that's what we, we should be asking. So. We need to tell our friends in South Africa with their, their xenophobia. Uh, the big picture is we are losing out. As we attack each other, we are losing out. There are big, uh, there are bigger guys with big pockets taking big chunks than killing your own brother from Zambia, who is also just looking for a piece of bread. It doesn't make doesn't make any sense. It uh, it uh, it doesn't. Um, okay, so. Let's end with uh, this uh, discussion here. 
Kangame and other African, I don't know, business leaders, uh, they were in um, Kigali, um, and they want to find ways of digitizing uh, the African, the African economy, African economies. Uh, and sometimes I feel like this guy is is alone, and I'm sure he's very 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 frustrated. Why can't my fellow African leaders? <laughs> Uh, you know, Antimpa, when I think about our president, sometimes I just say, what does our president think about, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <But I don't. laughs> but, but, you know, the toxic thing, I think, is the environment, uh, you know, what we have created uh, over the years, you know? So that's what we need to clean up first. Yeah. I well, because it's, it's I see a lot of initiatives. Only this Kangame guy can get rid of this dictatorship tag. You know, he's such yeah. an excellent. I don't know, maybe that's why Leader. he's working because of his hand, his dictatorial tendencies. But, you know, he has all these initiatives coming up. You know, you hear this initiative is coming, this initiative is come. I was trying to think today, Rantimpa. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. what is one initiative I can point to uh, uh, Dr. Uh, 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 Mr. Lungu has, has come up where to, to, to run the country? There's nothing profound, you know. There's nothing profound that, uh, no, you know, you no. can, you can yeah. point at. So, you see, so for example, this guy... Uh, yeah, so I see mm-hmm. this guy. He wants Africa to be digitized. Digitized. So I, I, I broke it down. And uh, let's do a little bit of uh, brainstorming. Dr. Uh, Kajira, welcome. You probably are going to, to help us. One or two here. Um, the first one I was looking at, actually, the doctor is, is here. Maybe he might help us. Uh, was in health. When I go to here in um, in Canada, I go and take uh, samples, blood samples. Um, then I, I, will, I will leave those blood samples at uh, this unit where they take blood. They will do now everything. Eh? They will send the, those records, my results to my doctor. The results will be in the system. Next time I go either to see a different doctor, they will access those results online. And then I go <laughs> fast, fast forward in Zambia. Uh, I don't know, but you're going to be mad with me. But I take a, oh. <laughs> an X-ray. I take an X-ray from this place. I have to walk yeah. with it from uh, a town in Kitwe, from a town center. Yeah. To uh-huh. take it to Kita Central Hospital. Yes. So I leave it with a the doctor there. And mm-hmm. when I go, I go and they tell me, come back on Thursday. I yes. go home, <laughs> sleep. When I go back on Thursday, I, fi- I find that doctor is not there. And they can't find him there. <laughs> yeah, and it, it those things happen. <laughs> those, yeah. those things happen. Yeah, so, things are so I, I saw something. Yeah, so I look at Kagame uh, trying to to do what he is doing. You see how simple life it can be. It, it is very expensive. Uh, 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 
Kajida. Good morning. Let, let me say good morning first. Good morning. <laughs> let me say good morning. Good morning, Dr. Kajida. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I've been listening to your discussion for quite a while and very, very interesting. So, yeah, you, the, the point you've raised is um, the Western world, if I may call them that, um, have realized that in the medical field, it's important for the system to talk to each other. So uh, the interaction between the physician, with the laboratory, with uh, the x-ray department and so on, uh, it's important to integrate the system, and that saves lives. That improves the efficiency of the system. So they've invested millions and billions of dollars into digitizing the healthcare system. In Canada, over the last uh, 10 years, there's been a deliberate policy to make sure every physician it has uh, electronic medical records. And they had incentives as well that um, made it possible for all of us to, to be connected that way. And, and for me, it, it, you know, in my environment, it's working fantastically because I can actually get any lab test of my patient on my computer the moment they walk in and just click and everything, including what was ordered last year is right before me. So I can make um, good decisions and that in, in the end results in better outcomes for the patients. But I must say it's a very, very expensive undertaking, but you can start doing it in small bits and, and then build it. Uh, you need PPPs, um, you know, uh, in order for it to work, especially in, 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 uh, in, in a place like Zambia. But, but I think uh, they can start on a small scale, take a pilot project, test it and see how it works, and see if uh, some entrepreneur guys can come in. Like in, in Canada, we had to use uh, computer um, companies that specialize in that, and they're the ones who provide uh, for the healthcare, and then government pays for that. So anyway, so it's a long Topic, but yeah, that's, that's very Doc, 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 Roger, I, I, yes. I didn't get uh, the, the doctor's name. Dr. Kajira, oh, David Kajira. He, he is Kaonde, like Doc. me, uh, just for information. Oh, he, well, we do, he's Zambian, okay? We, we, all we care oh, about okay, I'm Zambian. sorry, I apologize. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Kajira, you're, you're, you're very right. Um, uh, however, what we can do, uh, say Zambia, for instance, yes, it's a very expensive undertaking, but what we can do is probably create um, a health information management system, right, that is That's hosted right. in the cloud. It's hosted in the cloud. That way, uh, if you're in uh, uh, Solwezi and a doctor uh, in uh, Lusaka enters information on this URL, right, uh, a yes. common URL, they enter the patient's information, the diagnosis, yes. the yes. treatment plan, and things like that. You in Solwezi will still be able to go to that same URL, uh, put in your login credentials, and still access that patient's information. You see that? And like you put it, we need to, to, to pilot such a thing. Start with, uh, you know, two or three clinics, right? Uh, the biggest problem with uh, with uh, technology is integrating two uh, different systems. So let's say UTH has a separate system from Sorezi General Hospital, for instance, right? The integration is 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 what would be uh, a problem. 
But to fix that, like I said, all we need is to host everything in the cloud so that you in Lusaka can access the same information as a doctor in Solwezi. But I think uh, the first step, uh, the first step is very important. Uh, we keep talking about uh, digitizing, uh, uh, you know, processes in Africa. Uh, we don't realize that uh, there is efficiency built in. There's uh, a lot of money saved, uh, you know, in the process, and there's uh, a lot of internal controls. A lot of internal controls implemented in the process. You see that, uh, you know, with the digitization, like we've said. Yes, with digitization, we're talking about uh, knowing who logged in to what at what time and authorized a certain transaction, and it went yeah. to who. we're able to track those things and uh, put in mm-hmm. mitigation plans to 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 stop people from uh, you know embezzling funds, for instance. But uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I like I like uh, I like the idea though. It's interesting that you talked about the cloud because when I went to Zambia last year, I saw a huge need for cardiology services, and that's what I do here. And I use the cloud for my laboratory. All the tests that I do on my patients are kept on the cloud. And actually, the company is based in the U.S. in Carolina. And uh, they respond to my needs. I can report yeah. everything, and it's on it's on the cloud. And I was thinking, you can actually be in the U.S. Patient is uh, undergoes a test, say an echo in in Lusaka, and it can be read immediately, and the doctor can get the report and treat that patient properly. And I thought about doing that, that you know, training a, a, a technician who I want to have the same standard and uh, as we do here and then uh, use the cloud to be able to provide reports to all the you know to all the patients i mean so it's it's doable i do believe it's doable my my company uh, you know, doctor, doctor you brought doctor you brought brought um a thought to my mind yeah yeah, you brought a thought to my mind, and it, it does tell to what I've been thinking about uh, throughout the day when we were talking mm-hmm. about prisons and we talked about drugs. Mm-hmm. We, we, we on Zombie Block Talk Radio, we, we always talk about platforms for the upcoming presidential race in Zambia, and one of the mm-hmm. platforms we talked about is uh, malaria. If the candidate does not have a program or a plan to eliminate and eradicate malaria, then that's not the person we want. We want somebody to address malaria. And now the second platform I'm thinking about is prisons and drugs. We're looking about when a prisoner leaves prison, there's nothing for this individual to do. There's no jobs. There are no money. There are no backing. So the um, the prisoner now free returns to prison because there's nothing there. For the drug mm-hmm. uh, taker, the drug user, if they stop if they stop using drugs, is there a job for them? Uh, what happens? Is there a family support? Any back background backup? If there isn't. They return to taking drugs. Yeah. So what right I'm thinking back. about the next the, the the next platform or another plat 
platform or plank platform we can use is called Prison and Drugs. Train the trainers for pathway to jug to jog. So when they come out, they should be trained. The program should be waiting for them to train them. When they stop using drugs, there should be a program to train them. And that way, not only to receive the training, but to receive jobs at the end of the training. And ideally, it's not in the same city in which they grew up in. It's a different city. So a platform or a plank on a platform should be prisoners and drug uh, addicts should have a trained trainer with a pathway to a job. That should be mm-hmm. funded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. Uh, if, 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 if I may, just for a second, Roger, when when, when uh-huh. we were talking about 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 President uh, Kigami, what I've noticed with presidents who have been successful in their country or Entrepreneurs who have been successful in their businesses, let's say Steve Jobs, let's say uh, Bill Gates, they all have a vision of what they want their company to be. They all have this kind of thing that sees a little further of what you want your company to be. Presidents should have that vision to say, this is what I want my country to be. So Kigami has a vision of what you want yeah. this country to be. And he has a vision of what he wants Africa to be. But if you mm. don't have that vision for your company or for your country, you will not get there. So he has a vision, and that's why everybody is looking at him like, how did he think about that? Well, he's thinking about his country and nothing else. <laughs> so we have people who are not thinking about what their country is going to be tomorrow, how their country should be tomorrow. You know, most of Africans, they're just thinking about today. But Kigami is thinking about, now, if we yeah. had this, what could we do? If we have this, what could we do? How am I going to make life easier for everybody? So mm-hmm. it's the vision that he has. It's the vision that so, Steve Jobs has for Africa. So, 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 I, I just given us the, the, the one part I, I, I wanted us to look at. That was for, 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 for health. He, he has explained, and I think he has given, given an idea. Uh, or those who want to create uh, some form of a company uh, with him, we employ some guy in Zambia, there you are. Let's go to farm, which uh, 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 now the, the, the next idea. So I was looking at these farmers in, uh, uh, in Ghana, in Ghana, cashew nuts. They, they, they are growing cashew nuts. Now, because they are unable, they are unable to talk to their friends in Tanzania who are having problems where to sell. They are, they are counterparts in South Africa. People come and steal. They, they, they get these cashew nuts at a at a loss, so, so to say. What Kangame is doing, say for, say for instance, in farmers, if all our farmers were, were, were digital, first and foremost, they will be easy to share good practices. How can you grow cashew nuts in, in a very small area and produce so much? Uh, how can you control the, the, the price? 
you know up to today we are still crying cocoa which comes from ivory coast people are not benefiting just like our, our copper we are not we are not benefiting so what kangame is saying let's join all the farmers to what we have found out today as a crowd people can find out what is the, the price of fish yeah if it was that you take you as it to no, I'm not driving. I'm sleeping. And I'm not driving. I'm not driving. Okay. Okay. So sorry. So sorry. 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 Sorry for that. So, um, I've been lost by my thoughts. So Kangame is saying, let's say a drive, but I don't know if he is getting any help from uh, from others, um, uh, from others or what will be uh, the, the remedy. That was uh, in, uh, in, in, in farming. Uh, tourism, mm. everyone saw last week, uh, the, there was a complaint uh, how South Africa, again, Nathan, where is Nathan? Nathan is here. Someone, uh, people yeah. were complaining last week, Nathan, how Victoria Force is still today, in 2019, 2018, is still being marketed as a product of Yes. And there's probably nothing we can do about it. I don't know. Maybe there is uh, something no, we can do about it. No, there is something. It's just that somebody mm. has never bothered to do anything about it. You see, the problem is <laughs> even coming to the to the Kagame thing, African Union, xenophobia, African leaders are afraid to get into each other's face and hold each other responsible. We are afraid of doing that. I don't know what the problem is. The only person who has gone on record is Mwanawasa standing up to Mugabe to say, no, you can't do that. That's why they say Mugabe walowele Mwanawasa. Anyway, that's another point for another day. So, (laughs) so, (laughs) the issue is this. I have a friend who lives in Australia, uh, Roger, and everybody Mm. here, who who tells me that South African Airways advertises the Victoria Force that they will take you to the Victoria Force. Like, they don't even make it clear that they just try, they leave it ambiguous like it's in South Africa. They advertise the Kruger National Park and all those things, and they even include the, the, the Victoria, Victoria Force or Mosotonia, whichever one you want to choose. That's the way they do it. The yeah, question is, what has, the Zambian, yeah, what, what has the Zambian government done about that? Somebody needs to challenge that. So if we 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 we, we could uh, 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 digitize um, uh, digitize uh, our t- tourism industry, probably it will mm-hmm. look like uh, a lot of websites. You you could go on a lot of websites and you would find that uh, Victoria Force is first and foremost in Zambia. You can book you. Can. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, if you Google on, on on Zambia, there are very very few active websites which will be in your face. Telling you the story about Zambia. So Kagame is, is saying, let's work together. Let's pull our resources together as a, as Africans and put everything digital. Because uh, who, who talked who talked about it? It's um, Kelvin. Uh, you know, in the crowd, it will be easily uh, be, be found. Lastly, I want Roger, to talk about. Roger, uh, did you? Yeah. Roger, did mm. you say District One pagers? Uh, say that again, Dr. Patrick. Did you say District One Pagers? 
I almost said that. I didn't. Okay, I was I was just waiting. I was just waiting for you to talk about District One pages. Yes, yes. Because imagine, Doctor Patrick, we have the information. That's right. But and 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 it's not like we need to put it in the mail to reach people. Today, all we need is to sit down, and it will be all electronic, and they can find that information. Uh, right. But as far as um, uh, uh, visiting Zambia is concerned, or tourism in Zambia is concerned, it's all about the ringstone. When there are several, several areas, beautiful areas in Zambia, which can be uh, uh, promoted uh, if we, we, we took advantage of uh, 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 the, new, the, the new technology. Here in in Canada, again, I think, I don't know about you guys in the United States. Um, I lived in the U.S. for 10 years. Uh, my experience when I was in the, in the States was that when I used to get, I get paid, I went to the bank, withdraw the money to pay cash here and there, or ATM. In Canada here, I think I can get paid for the last five years, I can tell you I've never been in the bank. For your own information, Canada is probably number one in the Western world when it comes to cashless, ca- cashless society. We are like number one on top there. In fact, Roger, just on that point, I know yeah. we are winding up here. That issue you yeah. mentioned of the bank, you've never been inside the bank. That's another way to decongest places. Yes. Yes. All those queues in yes. the banks in Zambia, they can be decongested. Go digital. And and you are not talking about queues, Nathan, uh, in the in the bank in Zambia. You are talking about spending three hours in the bank. Three hours in the bank. But this is within Zambia. Now, what about if you want to talk to another bank, say, in... Um, uh, in Congo, you want to pay somebody in, 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 in yes, somewhere there. Some of these things. Anyway, uh, take time uh, if, if you have time. Uh, Google this one. Kagame business leaders uh, looking at uh, digitize Africa, and uh, look at farming, mining, tourism, banking, education, um, uh, health things we can do. But Africa one day is rising uh, as uh, the children in diaspora keep talking about it. So thank you, everyone. Uh, I've received notice. Some people have gone to the website. They've put a donation there. Please uh, do that. Uh, let's buy some more, more mini meal and send it to our friends. Uh, one reason God blessed us to be in, this, uh, in these places. Have a good weekend, everyone. Uh, thank you so much.